Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, this is another EPL Roundtable Club update, this time with Dylan Arvela, who you can find at the box to box podcast. In case you're living under a rock, you may not have heard, but otherwise you surely have. Paul Pogba has re-signed with Manchester United after what some have been deeming a loan to Juventus. Obviously not a loan considering uh, the kind of money that's been spent to bring him back to the club. I guess we'll just start with your overall thoughts on the return of Paul Pogba. Uh, yeah, so we've signed this young French kid um, who actually seems pretty good. Um, funny enough, <laughs> like you sort of sort of mentioned, we let him go to Juventus back in 2012 uh, after his contract expired. Um, and four years later, he's back, 90, 90 million pounds, and he's back. But in all seriousness, United, uh, we did let him go. That was due to an altercation between Sir Alex Ferguson, the, the then manager, and Pogba over him not being able to break into the first team, which uh, basically meant United were never going to keep him. Uh, anyone who crosses Sir Alex... <laughs> In the end, he's, they're always going to be on the way out, uh, e.g. Uh, Roy Keane and David Beckham and really Pogba, who was only, I think, 18 at the time, never really stood a chance regardless of what potential people saw in him. And it's a myth that uh, United didn't think he was good enough because all the youth coaches were begging Sir Alex at the time to keep him. But like I said, after their altercation, that wasn't... Uh, going to happen and Sir Alex Ferguson he's come out and said and he, I think he said at the time that Pogba sort of showed a disrespect to United for not biding his time which is an argument that which is fair enough because um, he was only 18 at the time he could have waited maybe a year or two more and just tried you know 10 first 10 games here and there try and work his way up but anyway um, four, he's had four seasons at Juve in Serie A four titles um, Obviously, over the last few years, have really been the main team in that league. Uh, two Copa Italias, and of course, was runner-up in the Champions League a couple of seasons back. Um, he's sort of been getting about twelve-ish goals and assists a season, but his main asset, um, which sort of, on a side note, makes him not as relevant in fantasy, is that he's more about being his strength on the ball, his dribbling pass plays in the middle of the park. Uh, intercepting, breaking down play, and really playing the key ball before the one that actually ends up being the assist. Um, I made the case to my mates a few hours back that United, <laughs> they obviously look like they've wasted £90 million uh, pounds or whatever, whatever it really ends up being, um, 
for a player that they could have just kept. But I would imagine that his time in Syria has sort of made him the player that he is now. And United probably wouldn't have been able to offer him the experience that he's gotten. And yeah, so he's been the main man at Juventus for the last couple of seasons. Not not the first two seasons, but probably the last two. Uh, so I think that has really sort of means it isn't the player that we we let go. It's it's he's much much more developed. Um, is the deal good value? Uh, probably not. Is it worth it? Well, yes, it is um, worth it to United. Is he a good signing? Yes, he is a tremendous signing. But just touching on value, uh, Renato Sanchez was up for sale for around the thirty million mark this transfer window. So it was a bit annoying that we didn't try harder to get that one and maybe spend the money in another area. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I've seen some people say that um, based on his position, that maybe a bank of two won't really suit him as much and that maybe it would have been better to go out for somebody else or, or that even that this kind of money won't lead to the success people are expecting. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so basically if you're asking where he's sort of going to fit in, um, that's a pretty big concern of mine at least, because he hasn't really been a part of the preseason plans and he's never been in Mourinho team. So, um, he's been holidaying after the Euros, which Portugal won, just want to chuck that in. Um, but he's been training and whatnot, but it would be interesting to see how he's going to fit into this team. Um, yeah, like you said, he's probably going to be like in a two, in a four, two, three, one system. But then you've got Pogba next to uh, one of Carrick, Schneiderlin, Herrera, Blind, and you know Dara. Not Schweinsteiger. <laughs> not, not Schweinsteiger, which is a whole other topic, uh, which I'm not happy with Mourinho about. But anyway, uh, and Dara said Fellaini, which. Uh, Still keeps getting game time, so I'm not going to rule him out being a part of this team, uh, sadly. Um, so I'm not really sure who's going to be put. He's who he is going to be put with. Carrick is not really the fine wine people have been saying he has. He is in the last couple of years. Age is really sort of getting to him. Herrera is pretty good in a deeper role. His best game for United was against Chelsea a couple of years ago, where he's playing in a deeper role, but that's more on the ball rather than in a rather than in terms of tackling and interceptions and stuff like that. Um, I would like to see him maybe with Blind or more, probably even more Schneiderlin. Schneiderlin really hasn't shown his worth at United yet, but he's a super talent and he's good. He's sort of, he's a mix, mix match player. He's really good on the ball, but he's also a really good tackler. So for mine, he would be the best partner with Pogba in that too. Because basically if we were playing four, two, three, one, we don't want Pogba doing a majority of the defensive work. He's best he's best going forward and attacking and helping link um link up with the the three and the one up front. Um I think however Pogba would probably be best in a four three three. Uh the midfielders I'd pick for that would be like would would be Schneiderling as well uh and Herrera that would probably give that would probably give Pogba more of a license to roam forward and play um, a key role in United's attack rather than just sort of 
in the in the middle uh, behind the front four. But um, the reason United won't play a four three three for the first uh, month or two um, is because of the Schrodinger's cat that is Wayne Rooney that seems destined to start behind Zlatan Ibrahimovic in the number ten position. Um, but just touching on, yeah, like he hasn't been part of preseason, hasn't been training with the team. Just touched down in Manchester within the last twenty four hours. Um, United don't have the hardest opening fixtures. I don't want to sound too cocky. The Premier League is tough. All games are tough. But realistically, we should be beating uh, Bournemouth. Um, But I could see him starting by maybe the third match, which is against Hull. And, of course, we have the Manchester derby, I believe, in the fourth match. So he should be well and truly uh, up to speed by then. Well, hopefully at least. (laughs) Yeah, an interesting point you're making about the formational shift. I, th- I think I, I would definitely agree with you there. So what would you do with one Wayne Rooney who is requiring, in a way, for you to play 4-2-3-1? Although Mourinho does like to play that formation to begin with, but is there a chance that Mourinho is kind of blocking Pogba from being able to play his best position? Well, there's Mourinho's got a history of... Um tampering with players' positions, um, there is a potential that Rooney could fit into a 4-3-3 with maybe Schneiderlin and Pogba, but it would depend on whether Rooney's able to adapt into into a system. As as everyone is aware, Mourinho is a is all about getting his system onto the players, and Rooney, his talents... Uh, are seemingly dwindling, but he he did have immense talent, but he never seemed the sort of player to really fit a system, which is which is a very pressing concern um, with with Mourinho because I'm not sure whether would be able to put him in a four three three. I'm no, not sure whether he's going to be able to succeed as a number ten behind Zlatan Ibrahimovic um, in the Community Shield. He seems to be getting in the road of some of um, United's other attacking players, which was pretty frustrating. And it seems like Ibrahimovic was the 30-year-old uh, pl- striker in the prime of his career and Mourinho was sort of the 30, 34, 35-year-old, you know, on his way out, which was um, pretty pretty ironic. Um, but, you know, you'd think with the money that they're spending on him, I know in the end Mourinho doesn't care how much money they spend on the person, you'd think that he's going to be playing him in a position that he'll be able to flourish. But like like we, we saw Popa for France, he isn't as adaptable as um, sometimes he's made out. Like he probably he couldn't play that really deep role because he just isn't that sort of a player and he wasn't very effective there for France. So if he was to play in the two, It'd be very interesting to see who he's partnered up with, um, because if he's partnered up with, say, Herrera, who doesn't have that defensive ability, um, Pogba would probably be asked to really sort of sit further back than his natural um, inclinations would sort of would would want him to where he'd want to stay, um, and that's why Schneiderlin's probably the currently the players that United have which I don't think United is going to do any more major business. Schneidling seems the best player to be able to sit and um, cover for Pogba 
to give him the license to roam forward. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you are a fan of fantasy stuff. You kind of hinted a little bit earlier. Comes in at 8-5 in the official game. <laughs> Any interest? Well, I just I just saw that a, an hour or so ago. And I think, what, what price did you, um, you two predict a couple of weeks ago? Rob thought 9, out? and I thought it could be as high as 10. I thought it could have been, you know, in the 10 fives. And anything above 9 five, I was like, definitely no. But 8 five, it's worth, it's worth considering. But like I mentioned earlier, in the format that is uh, official Premier League fantasy, he, you're not getting points for the pass before the assist. And yes, Pogba will get five to ten goals but that's not really and and you know around 10 assists if we're lucky if if united are lucky but i'm not sure whether you can probably get better value um i just had my my team up just a second ago and looking at the midfield you know you can get a sigurdsson for seven five and i'd much rather him in the team than erickson ollie and firmino all at eight five yeah, so they're all players that are definitely going to be up in the attacking third, and there's and I'm pretty confident at least starting out, Pogba's not going to be um, consistently in that attacking third, which is what you sort of want from your uh, midfielders. Mm. Yeah. So so I don't see so I don't see it's he's lower than what I thought, but I think that's probably fantasy wise that's what his price should be right. for what his fantasy output will be. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I, I think coming in as low as he has, which I agree is not uh, an inaccurate price tag. I just think everybody assumed it would be much higher. So now everybody has to have uh, the conversation. Speaking of which, uh, on our last show, I just tipped uh, Manchester United as the favorites this season. And that was assuming the Pogba deal is done. It is now done. You already mentioned Ibrahimovic. You also brought in Mkhitaryan. 
obviously now bringing in Pogba with the kind of money you've spent this season would anything other than a title be considered a failure um just did you mention Bay? I did not <laughs> yeah that's he's he's pretty quite impressive in the preseason so I just felt that should be be mentioned I think um you know with Pogba 150 million but Mourinho has already come out and sort of said that winning the league isn't the overall goal for this season um, which is similar to what he did at Chelsea the last time he was there, which is pretty frustrating because I feel Chelsea were going at about 90% that season. That was the year that Liverpool nearly won the league. Um, and I feel they could have won it that year, but Mourinho seemed determined to stick to his plan of next year will win it. Um, I, don't, I don't think not winning the league is a failure. Um, as a supporter, my... What I, what I want from United this year. It'd be a top two finish, but if we're in the title race, you know, if there's four teams going for it in the last two games, then, well, that's that's a, diff- a different story. Um, I'd like another domestic cup um, if I had to pick the FA Cup because I'd just rather that cup. But also um, the goal counts. I, like, we got 49 goals last season, which was, I'm pretty sure, the lowest United have ever got in the Premier League. That to be around the 70-ish mark, 70 goals mark, um, and hopefully, you know, goals against in the low 30s, maybe even lower. Um, and also, not many fans really care about the Europa League, but hopefully we can try and be competitive in that, aka going as far as maybe even the semi-final. But I hope that we really give young players a go in that and not just sort of um, mix and match. I want to see, I want to see them. I want sort of like Mourinho to be like, look, you guys, you are going to be in the Europa League. We want you to try and try and go as far as you can. Sort of, sort of um, giving you know the under twenty ones and stuff like that, not just half and half. If you sort of get what I'm saying there, um, I think for Mourinho though and, and the board. Um, it's not very exciting, but I think they'd be happy with the top four and Champions League football for next season, which isn't overly ambitious. But then the next year, so 2017-18, is that – yeah, that's yeah. correct. Um, then I think Mourinho would be expected to win the league. But, you know, there's a lot of good teams, uh, as we were mentioning just before the show, that are, are really improving and on the way up. Um, but if United don't win it within two years with Mourinho's track record, it could be very well be a bust, which is um which is which is a concern with Mourinho's management. Like he sort of he, he promises success within, you know, two years and if it, that isn't delivered, then um there'll definitely be fans asking questions and there's already been rumblings about uh people higher up in uh, the United boardroom not happy with the appointment. So if he's not delivering silverware, then Buster is very much the option if we don't deliver a title within uh, two years. But um, if we if we don't get top four also this year, that'd be a very pressing concern. All right, and uh, while I have you on the line, we may as well preview the weekend's fixture. It's going to be Manchester United versus Bournemouth. What are you expecting to see uh, from your first run out with this new star-studded team, although you said you might not see Pogba? Yeah, so I don't think we're going to be seeing Pogba. Um, 
but I would I'd be interested to see. Um, I would expect Bay to start. Um, I'd still expect Slatton to start up front. Um, the Community Shield, Leicester, you know, there's they've lost a lot of out of Canada from the loss of Kante to Chelsea, but they're still a pretty good team. We looked pretty, pretty decent other than sort of Rooney's combination with Ibrahimovic. Um, Bournemouth, I think they're going to be... They, I think they could have a good start to the season, um, but might struggle throughout the, the season. Um but I think United, if they if they're going for the top two, this this is a game that um, that they're going to have to win. United haven't been very good in opening opening um, matches in the last couple of years. Uh, I remember the loss against Swansea. I think that was last year. Um, but I can see United even without Pogba uh, securing maybe a a two nil two nil win here and hopefully a clean sheet because. Um, one one of the the downsides, well, perceived downsides, is his sort of dour style of play. But with that comes clean sheets. So that's pretty much what I'm hoping to get out of Mourinho in his clean sheet. So a solid two nil. Uh, hopefully, Zlatan Ibrahimovic gets on the score sheet. All right. Well, thanks uh, for joining us. We're out of time. So uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Eloy Arvella. I also help run the Box to Box podcast, um, which you can find on Twitter at TBTB Podcast and on iTunes. Just type in uh, the Box to Box podcast. All right, thanks so much, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.